Screw the FBI. Let's just start the week off the right way, shall we? Uh, look, we, we've hit critical mass here with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And I realize that many of you were there earlier and, you know, there's, look, there's some truth. There's actually a lot of truth in saying that a lot of the rank and file agents at the FBI are not the crazy people. That's very, very true. But let's be honest, the FBI as an institution is as corrupt, if not worse, than the ATF. And the communists won. For those of you who paid attention to this show for any length of time, you know that one of the 45 communist goals was to discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Success. And what a lot of people, here's, here's where some people don't quite understand how this all plays out. Some people, when they hear me say that, they will respond and go, well, the FBI has done a fine job of doing that themselves. Yeah, with the communist operatives within their ranks. That's what's happened. Uh, the FBI has discredited themselves. Remember, infiltrate, discredit, eventually dismantle the FBI. That's the goal. That's the 45 communist goals goal in the FBI. And they have done a fine job of it. You know, we're at a point where we're not just talking about an event, even if it was an egregious event that the FBI was party to. We are talking about an agency now that has multiple years of systemic and coordinated fraud and criminal conspiracy against the American people, duly elected officials, the news media, and other individuals. There's not much else you can say about it. Now, if you're listening to this and you are a relative or a friend of or an FBI agent or a staff member who works at the FBI and you're not in that crazy camp, I'm sorry. But you work for a corrupt organization now. The FBI isn't what the FBI has always been. The FBI is as bad, if not worse, than some of the stuff that we see in other countries, you know, like the FSB. Honestly, the FBI and the FSB are almost indistinguishable. I want to let that sit in. For those of you who don't know, the FSB is the, the new version of the KGB in, in Russia. If you don't understand how terrible it is to say that the FBI and the FSB are virtually indistinguishable from one another in the way that they conduct themselves within their own country. And that doesn't scare you. There's something wrong with you. But that's who they are. I mean, just a short list here, and we'll, we'll get into more, but just a short list, okay? The FBI has been raiding the homes of journalists before Project Veritas. We'll get to the Project Veritas stuff here in just a second. It's been raiding the homes of journalists for a few years now. The FBI concocted and fabricated an entire criminal conspiracy against a duly elected president of the United States. The FBI, while admitting that Hillary Clinton was committing crimes, elected not to charge her with said crimes. The FBI deliberately set up and lied about General Michael Flynn, in order to get him arrested. And I, I get it. There were agents at the FBI who were fighting against that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there aren't good people at the agency. I'm saying, as a whole, the agency is now bad. There is no redemption for the FBI at this point in time without a complete and total leadership change. And I know a lot of people have been calling for 
let's abolish the FBI and everything else. All right, let me ask you this question, though. Another agency has to rise in the FBI's place because no other agency does what the FBI does, right? So who are you going to staff that agency with? Likely FBI personnel. So what do we have? We have the FBI by another name. That's not really a solution, is it? So getting rid of the FBI or disbanding the FBI is not really the answer because the FBI will just be filled with the ranks of the ATF, the FBI, Homeland Security, these other agencies that have already become become corrupt. But the FBI has systemically been fabricating evidence. The FBI killed Lavoie Finicum and then covered it up. The FBI had a high-definition drone above Kenosha, Wisconsin, recording the Kyle Rittenhouse situation, didn't tell anybody about it, didn't release the footage, didn't tell everybody there was footage that would have exonerated Kyle Rittenhouse before this circus that has been happening since the shooting in Kenosha and now his subsequent bogus kangaroo court trial. Kangaroo court is probably not the right way of defining because the judge is actually conducting himself pretty good. But you get what I'm saying. The FBI withheld that evidence. The FBI sent people inside the Trump campaign to spy on them. They paid operatives and implanted them in the Trump campaign to spy on them. And the FBI is the ones who created the narrative that there might have been a need for those operatives inside the Trump campaign. The FBI lied to the FISA court to get FISA warrants on Carter Page and others. The FBI brought back Andrew McCabe and reinstated his pension after Andrew McCabe was recommended for being fired by the FBI for all sorts of nefarious activity. You get it? What redeeming quality does the FBI have now besides the occasional raid where they capture uh, you know, child traffickers, which I will celebrate until I'm blue in the face every time it happens, that doesn't change the fact that the organization itself is now a snake in the garden. The FBI is no longer a trustworthy agency. The FBI isn't an organization that people should cooperate with. Routinely gathering information on American citizens in violation of the law. Using Stingray technology to spy on people's cell phones and text message conversations in violation of the law. Routinely using other surveillance technology to violate the civil rights of American citizens. Getting caught getting admonished by the courts and doing it, Pinky promising and swearing they'll never do it again, getting caught doing it again, then promising they'll never do it again, we promise this time, and then getting caught doing it again. You get the idea? This is the FBI in the United States of America, and everything that I have just told you is a factual truth. Those have all happened, every single one of them. It's not me guessing at something. There are court documents. There are FOIA documents. There's concrete physical evidence in black and white that proves everything I've just told you is 100% true. So why on God's green earth should anybody give a damn about the Federal Bureau of Investigation? And why should we treat them as anything other than a hostile entity that is corrupt and hell-bent on pushing their own political agenda and taking down whatever innocent person they can that gets in their way? How is the FBI any different 
than the Vladimir Putin-controlled FSB in Russia. How? And I got to tell you, if you're an FBI agent or you work for the agency right now and the hairs on the back of your neck are standing up, you don't like what I'm saying, you can't prove anything that I've just said wrong, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. The other crap that we've been covering for the past 12 years could take up several three-hour shows in and of itself. And we have tried to be patient. We have tried to give you the benefit of the doubt as an agency that it's just a few people at the top who have been doing these things. There's just one problem. Almost every single mass public shooter was known to the FBI. Almost every single act of jihadist terrorism in the United States of America involves a suspect that was known to the FBI. Then you've got other cases in which the FBI knew that a gymnastics coach was molesting and raping young women on the gymnastics team, and the FBI didn't do a damn thing about it. So let me ask you again. If you work for the agency or you're affiliated with somebody who works with the agency and the hairs on the back of your neck are standing up and you're really ticked off at me right now, why is it that every single thing that I've just spent the last 10 minutes telling you is true? And why does it not make you absolutely sick to your stomach? Why? Because you're one of the good ones? Okay. Why do the rank and file continue to keep making the same exact mistakes as the leadership at the FBI? It has become impossible to just say, oh, the rank and file at the FBI are good. It's just the leadership that's bad. Okay, we we went with that for how many years now, folks? It's at a point where, you know, if the rank and file do not stand up to the corrupt leadership that is pushing partisan political agendas, and the rank and file are going to go after journalists for doing their job, and they're going to ignore gymnastics coaches raping women, and they're going to do all of these things where they just just let all of this stuff happen, and they're not going to actually do their job, within the confines of the law, of course. Don't want the FBI to abuse their authority, which we have ample examples of the FBI abusing their authority. The FBI won't even testify in any case where Stingray technology has been used to capture a criminal. Because they don't want to reveal to people what the Stingray technology is. And while everything I've told you in the first 12 minutes of this show is factually true and backed up in black and white government documents, I will offer one piece of opinion that is not 100% backed up and 100% certain. You remember a couple of years ago when listening devices were found all over Washington, D.C.? You remember that when we covered that story? You know what those listening devices looked exactly like now? They blamed it on a foreign power installing these listening devices all over Washington, D.C. You know what these listening devices did? Josh, any idea what these devices did? Oh, they tapped into your phone and your text messaging. You know, like Stingray does. And I came on this show and I said, I would bet money that this is the FBI doing it. Somebody found the device. The FBI can't come clean, obviously, so they have to blame it on a foreign power. But I would bet money The FBI is running their own domestic intelligence operations in Washington, D.C., and using that information to advance their power and political agenda. Now, that last one is my opinion based on a real story. But everything else I told you 
in the first 12 minutes of this show is 100% factually true. So at what point in time do you say enough is enough? It's not just the leadership at the FBI. It's the whole damn agency. That's where we're at. There might be some good eggs at the FBI. I have no doubt that there are. But guess what? For those of you good eggs who are listening to this show who are irritated, a little upset, maybe realizing that I'm speaking the truth here, you're not doing enough to protect the American people from your agency. And the fact that your agency is indistinguishable from the FSB in Russia is scary as hell. So what's the latest antics from the FBI? Eh, We'll chat about that. Coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. The kidnapping plot of Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. That was the FBI. Operatives at January 6th who instigated people to breach the Capitol. That was the FBI. A lot of people have speculated, though we don't really have any evidence, but a lot of people have speculated that some of the riots over the summer, initiated by federal law enforcement, potentially the FBI. That's, that is a guess. So there's two things I've given you that are guesses or opinions. Everything else is fact. Every, everything else is fact. And we've been telling you about one of the individuals on January 6th. And by the way, I have a lot to get to on January 6th today. But we told you about one of the individuals on January 6th who appears to be an FBI agent or working for the FBI or whatever. And this individual is the one who instigated the rioting aspect of January 6th. He's on camera doing it. It's been identified as Ray Epps. It's been uncovered that the federal government is protecting Ray Epps. He's apparently affiliated with the FBI. So now, all of a sudden, we've got the the FBI going to the homes of some of the attorneys involved in these cases and poking and reporters, not attorneys, but reporters, and poking and prodding about what they know about Ray Epps. Now, why is the FBI showing up the home of of journalists and saying, hey, what do you know about this guy? Why are you talking about him? Why, Why are they doing that? If he isn't one of their assets. And since he's on camera, starting everything, you start to wonder what's going on. Get it? So something else the FBI is doing, along with the Southern District of New York. I'm going to play this. This is James O'Keefe. Cue up my audio, please, Josh. This is James O'Keefe. This is a continuation of a somewhat older story that we've told you about before that kind of went away, and there's reasons that it went away, but now it is back. And now, as a result of it being back, some of the stuff that they didn't want you to know is now getting republished again. Why is the FBI raiding the homes of Project Veritas individuals, including James O'Keefe himself? Well, let's let him explain. By making this statement, I am putting myself at great risk because on November 4th, Project Veritas came under attack. 
I woke to the news that apartments and homes of Project Veritas journalists, or former journalists, had been raided by FBI agents. It appears the Southern District of New York now has journalists in their sights for the supposed crime of doing their jobs lawfully and honestly, or at least this journalist. I had to think long and hard before making this statement. It's a decision that only I can make. They don't want me to defend myself and immediately try to silence me. That's why the cover letter to the grand jury subpoena we received contains this language. Quote, the government hereby requests that you voluntarily refrain from disclosing the existence of the subpoena to any third party. While you are under no obligation to comply with our request, we are requesting you not to make any disclosure in order to preserve the confidentiality of the investigation and because the disclosure of the existence of this investigation might interfere with and impede the investigation." Unquote. But while the Department of Justice requested us to not disclose the existence of the subpoena, something very unusual happened. Within an hour of one of our reporters' homes being secretly raided by the FBI, the New York Times, who we are currently suing for defamation, contacted the Project Veritas reporter to ask for comment. We do not know how the New York Times was aware of the execution of a search warrant at a reporter's home or the subject matter of the search warrant as a grand jury investigation is secret. The FBI took materials of current former Project Veritas journalists despite the fact that our legal team previously contacted the Department of Justice and voluntarily conveyed unassailable facts that demonstrate Project Veritas's lack of involvement in criminal activity and or criminal intent. Like any reporter, we regularly deal with the receipt of source information and take steps to verify its authenticity, legality, and newsworthiness. Our efforts were the stuff of responsible, ethical journalism, and we are in no doubt that Project Veritas acted properly at each and every step. However, it appears journalism itself may now be on trial. Late last year, we were approached by tipsters claiming they had a copy of Ashley Biden's diary. We had never met or heard of the tipsters. The tipsters indicated the diary had been abandoned in a room in which Ms. Biden stayed at the time, and in which the tipsters stayed in temporarily after Ms. Biden departed the room. The tipsters indicated that the diary included explosive allegations against then-candidate Joe Biden. The tipsters indicated that they were negotiating with a different media outlet for the payment of monies for the diary. The tipsters were represented by attorneys who handled the negotiations with Project Veritas. We investigated the claims provided to us, as journalists do. We took steps to corroborate the authenticity of the diary. At the end of the day, we made the ethical decision that because, in part, we could not determine if the diary was real, if the diary, in fact, belonged to Ashley Biden, or if the contents of the diary occurred, we could not publish the diary in any part thereof. We attempted to return the diary to an attorney representing Ms. Biden, but that attorney refused to authenticate it. Project Veritas gave the diary to law enforcement to ensure it could be returned to its rightful owner. We never published it. Now, Ms. Biden's father's Department of Justice, specifically the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, appears to be investigating the situation, claiming the diary was stolen. We don't know if it was, but it begs the question, in what world is the alleged theft of a diary investigated by the president's FBI and his Department of Justice a diary? He goes on to tell you more about the case. Some other things the FBI has done wrong. 
refused to investigate Hillary Clinton, refused to investigate Clinton Foundation. We keep hearing that there was an investigation that was ongoing throughout the entire election, but what has ever happened with that? Clinton Foundation allegations are years old. Refusing to prosecute prominent Democrats who are caught red-handed doing all sorts of heinous stuff, including Hunter Biden himself. Where's that investigation? Oh, by the way, the, the diary that is in question here made some pretty damning accusations against both Joe and Hunter Biden. And the mere fact that an attorney was unwilling to accept the diary back to provide its ownership to Ms. Biden um, seems to suggest that it might actually be real. And in fact, it appears that it has been authenticated today. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, MNC News Time is 3.35. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. Actual question I just got. Casey, how do you know that the diary still belongs to to, uh, the Biden daughter, whatever her name is? Well, Ashley, that's right. Let me ask you this. Remember what I always say about something in the news? Take a step back and see if it makes sense. If this diary did not belong to Ashley Biden, why would the FBI be raiding the houses of a bunch of journalists over it? Bueller? Bueller? Any, Josh, any idea? Any? And as James O'Keefe said, it's, it's a diary. Why would that warrant a Department of Justice investigation with the FBI if it was just somebody's diary? I mean, friendly reminder, some of the things that Ashley Biden allegedly wrote in the diary was that she took inappropriate showers with Joe Biden, who is all over videotape doing inappropriate things with kids and women. She made some very interesting allegations about Hunter Biden who the FBI refuses to investigate. Let's not forget when they took uh, Rudy Giuliani into custody. Remember that when they, they raided, well, they raided his house. Remember when they raided Rudy Giuliani's house and he gave them, he tried to give them the hard drive that proved that Hunter Biden was guilty of these crimes. He, he handed them the hard drive. Keep in mind, they're taking all of Rudy Giuliani's computers. They're taking all of his notebooks. They're taking all of his confidential attorney client paperwork. And he's handing them a hard drive. And they wouldn't take the hard drive. If you're there taking everything because you think Rudy Giuliani might have committed a crime, why aren't you taking a computer hard drive that he's handing to you? They took every other hard drive. They took every other computer that he had in his house, his mobile devices and everything else. Why wouldn't they take the hard drive? Because they don't want to investigate Hunter Biden, which further proves my point. The FBI is the FSB. They're no longer the Federal Bureau of Investigations. And I know that they have a long and rich history of doing some unsavory things. But by and large, they've been an organization that loved America, that was protecting America's interests largely against communists. But yes, they did abuse their authority routinely throughout history. But this is different. They are indistinguishable from the FSB in Russia. Indistinguishable. Putin might as well run the FBI right now, the way that they have behaved over the past 12 years. And it's to the point where we cannot say that it's just the, the leadership and not the rank and file because the rank and file keeps getting caught up doing these things too. And unless the rank and file is allowing a few people at the top to tank all sorts of investigations, to cover up all sorts of crimes in order to 
manipulate elections and everything else, and they're not doing anything about it as the rank and file, it's not an excuse that's worthy. It, it pains me to say that. And I've been talking to you know law enforcement buddies of mine over the past several months and been kind of saying the same thing. And for the record, some in law enforcement are coming to this conclusion too. I've been saying for years that there's going to be far more people in the military and in law enforcement that will go along with tyranny than you want to believe. Some people are like, nobody will do it, Constitution. No, I, I assure you, there's going to be a large chunk of them that will go along with taking away your rights, go along with imprisoning you in your homes, if it ever came to that. There's a lot of people in law enforcement in the military who would go along with it. And until now, I think a lot of people were hesitant to believe that. But now I think it's becoming well-known. But I've been talking to a lot of law enforcement buddies of mine over the past several months, and they are scared at how many people they work with who would be willing to throw the Constitution aside and oppress you. And the FBI has proven that case. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I think I have more fans at Notre Dame than I originally thought, Josh. Because I know Notre Dame's a crazy leftist campus run by pseudo-Catholics who are only Catholic when it suits them for fundraising purposes. Um, but the Notre Dame game, you're a sports guy here. Did you catch the uh, Let's Go Brandon chant in Notre Dame over the weekend? Huh? Did. You did? Joshy boy caught it. <laughs> uh, so, true story, Josh came in and was letting us know that a co-worker did not know what Let's Go Brandon meant. And another co-worker was trying to explain it. And I'll be honest, the co-worker trying to explain it isn't probably the best person to try and explain that to somebody. No disrespect. Kind of apolitical. <laughs> but was, there are people out there who have no idea what this means. They have no idea what Let's Go Brandon means. They're totally confused. I mean, everybody's confused. Even Joe Biden is confused. He thinks his name is Brandon now. It's it's a whole thing, man. It's it, But, yeah, it did. You okay over there? Okay, just choking. But, uh, yep, the, the Let's Go Brandon chant busted out at Notre Dame over the weekend. Uh, they played Navy. Of course, handily won that one. Uh, I, I have not watched any football, but I was sitting down at a restaurant, and I did watch the end of the Purdue-Michigan State game. And even I was like, yes. <laughs> and I'm not a big Purdue fan. It's just one of those things where I don't care about the team. I just root for the underdog, you know, just because I'm that guy. And and watching Purdue not just beat Michigan State, kick the tar out of them, it's really embarrassing if you're a Spartan right now. It's um, it's like Xerxes just had his way with your wife. Not good. Not good at all. But Purdue played a really good game. What They've lost like three times this year, though, right? Was the Michigan State like one of the favorites for, for the championship? I mean, they're still going to get the playoffs, but... Um, yeah, it was it was a well played game, and the thing is, is that it was just it was good play every time. Every time I watched, because I think I watched like the last half of the fourth quarter, and every every time that that ball was snapped, Purdue outplayed Michigan State every single time. It wasn't weird refereeing. It wasn't some crazy outlandish weird mistake and fluke or anything. It was just they got outplayed, and uh, the guys over at Purdue did a really good job. Um, so, yeah, let's go Brandon Chance over at University of Notre Dame. By the way, for those of you who are college Republicans and 
and everything else at Notre Dame and and uh, all of that St. Mary's you can you can invite me you know to like events and stuff it's only going to anger like some of the people on campus but feel free we used to get invited to all those things don't get invited to any of those anymore what did I do I feel like I did something to offend them probably it is me after all it's entirely possible here's the deal go to the burningtruth.us I have a post up there what should Brian Kilmeade and I talk about at Noise this weekend? Answer that post. You can post your comment there. We're going to turn that into the powers that be, and they're going to use that to build the list of topics for Brian and I to discuss at Noise this weekend. More coming up.